For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm John Metzwain, and today here in the studio, I have Gabe Mills from Scroll, the amazing Adasa, and her loving and supporting husband, Gabriel. Thank you guys for coming in. How are you? Very good. Thank you We're for having us. We're happy to be here. Good, good. So most people associate you, Adasa, with the voice of Dolores from Encanto, especially when they hear we don't talk about Bruno. How has that role impacted your life? Oh, it has changed um, so much of this time in my life, I feel like. Uh, when my husband and I stepped away from the stage side of music, because, you know, we still do film and TV music. He has over 6,000 placements on film and TV, and he works with every single network out there. So um, ESPN, CNN, NBC, CBS, just like HBO, Cinemax. Um, but we decided... Well, I decided. <laughs> it's all her. <laughs> I was like, I want us to have I more was kids. like Adam. You know, I always, when I imagine Adam, I think he was chilling, having an apple under a tree, just relaxing. And, and then Eve said, where is this relationship going? <laughs> so there must be more than this. Adam was like, no, there doesn't need to be any more. We are just relaxed and chilling here. And then he went and just... Went yeah. and That's kind of what happened with us and babies. Yes, we decided... <laughs> together <laughs> oh, I just follow you to the end of the earth baby he does and I love him for it but yeah I was like you know we did so much uh, 20 years I spent in the music industry and I work with you know Snoop and Flo Rider, Ciara, Missy Elliott, Luis Fonsi so many people sang in the Madison Square Garden uh, to American Airlines Arena just so many places traveled the world and then I was like I feel like we need to focus more on our family and at that time we only had two kids and then uh, we did and so we went <laughs> From two to seven. <laughs> I mean, we're all in, people. <laughs> you know, an interesting thing about that is when I came to the United States for the first time, I actually went to BYU. All my companions and my mission told me it would be a good idea. And it turns out to be it was. <laughs> and I, I was there and I wanted to be a singer, you know. I was cute and I had abs. I have one ab now. <laughs> I used to have abs. And, uh, and I got a contract. And I, this company that I did my record label with, uh, it used to be uh, called Nonstop, and it's from Utah. And we did this full record, and we didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, you came back from the mission, you think, where are my blessings, God? You know, now I'm going to be a superstar. You're like, it's kind of like you're expecting to get paid for the good that you did in your mission. It's two years, which is 24 terrible. months, so, uh, 18 you know, months. So you're thinking, <laughs> all right, so God owe me some blessings. <laughs> so the bottom line is you get here, I got here, and we got signed, and not, not, it, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. And no matter how hard we tried, nothing, nothing worked out. So in the end, I gave the album to them and I said, you know what, you guys can keep it. In those days, making an album was very expensive, like $70,000 to do an album because you had to record in a real studio. Everything was two and she, I'm old, thank you. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's a classic. I, I gave, him, a I gave classic. him the album and I honestly was very sad, very disappointed, almost angry as I felt like God failed me because nothing happened to that album and all my effort was for nothing and all that kind of stuff, you know, that you kind of like expected because a lot of times, um, we follow God because of fear or because of ambition or because of love. You know, some people are just afraid what's going to happen if they don't do what God tells them. And that's what they do. Let's just take tithing. They pay, they pay it because what if I don't pay tithing? Then God is not going to bless me, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and fear guides them. Huh? And then there's all the ambition. How is God going to bless me? 
Okay, I'm going to pay tithing and now where's my money? You know, where's, where are my blessings? That's ambition. When you want to get paid with blessings for the good that you do, that's what you're doing. And then you, I, I did not, I was not at that point to just loving God like I feel right now. But the interesting thing about that is, you know, life goes on and uh, we with career, Adasa gets signed to a record label, we travel the world, whatever, and we were always just doing our thing. Uh, when Adasa told me, I, I think it's time for us to have a family and basically take a pause on, on this thing. And just make the family I, bigger. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do it now because you got to understand, I had let go of all my career and everything to just focus on her career. Mm -hmm. And we were praying about it, what we were going to do. And I received a call. And then that's, and that call says, hey, uh, we have, are you Gabriel Candier? And I said, yes, we have some contracts that we need you to sign. We would like to send them to you. Uh, well, you signed them, and I said, well, what this is about? And, I, and then they mentioned that album that I thought it was the biggest failure of my life. You know, it was like the place that God let me down. All right, so then I go, oh, no, sure, of course. And then I signed the contracts, and I ask, hey, uh, do you guys know a guy that's called um, uh, is Brian Huffins? Is, does he still work there? And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, he works here. Would you like to talk to him? And I said, yeah, I would like to talk to him. So I talked to him, and we just like remember old times. And and then he's and then I told him, you know what? Uh, I don't know if you guys got work where you are, but Alasa was not going to perform anymore. But if you got some work for me, I would love to do it. And then he told me, you know, wow, well, you know, you're Latino. Can you do some Latin music? So I started doing some Latin music with Franchera. You know, I did that, and then salsa, and this and that. And, and then at one point, um, I was starting to have most of my income coming from that company. And then I, I told him, Brian, do you think... I could work with you more consistently. And then he goes, Gabriel, don't you know who I am? And I said, Brian? <laughs> no, I'm the vice president of Warner Brothers World, Warner Chapel Worldwide now. And I go, what? Yes, I am the one who says who gets hired and who doesn't get hired and what music is good enough and not good enough to be in our catalog. And I'm like, whoa, I did not understand this. Now, this is the guy that I failed, that I, I thought God did not give me the blessing I wanted. You understand? I wanted to be an artist, you know, and I wanted to show the girls how cute I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think about when you're 20, you know? Yeah. So then I, I just thought, hey, este, can you can you give me more work? And I go, yes, as long as it's good, I can help you. And then he explained to me that he ran Warner Chapel. As it turns out, he started allowing me to produce for them after we, we when we want to have our babies. Because we prayed, like we went to our bishop and and everything about it because I was just felt like, this is, I feel like this is what I need to do. But we were making all of the income with me performing. And, and Which then, was a lot. And then first Gabriel was like, during the moment he was negotiating, he's like, I know what you need. You need a puppy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we got the puppy. But then we still got the babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just want to share about that. Yeah. Is that. As it turns out, uh, because of that album, because Brian told me later, well, you know, when you left, we had spent so much money on the album, we didn't know what to do with it. So we sent it to Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. And they took off your vocals because, you know, we're in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be a very popular album. And basically, the whole company was built after that. We started doing more and more libraries, more and more libraries. And, and it became, I did not know it was the most blessed oh, yeah. moment of my life. I completely did not know that. And years later, when I actually needed it, when I was ready for it, when I had gone around the world and learned all these different kinds of music and whatever, suddenly that thing that I was angry at God literally for, because I didn't feel that he fulfilled his part of the, the covenant, like, hey, he says, you know, show me, and I, I'll show you. Well, he was showing me, I just couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. 
And when, when this came back to me, I have literally built up everything that has happened to me uh, musically as production came out of that thing that I consider to be a failure. Because then after that, I started getting jazz for CNN, NBC, everything that happened in that area came for what I was angry at God because I didn't feel that he blessed me. So what I was going to say is when we decided to have our children, we decided to follow God and do what we felt it was yeah. right. And then suddenly all the blessings that being held, honestly, yeah. and until we were ready, suddenly they were released on us. And our life has been quite wonderful ever since we made that change. And even though it, it has been amazingly wonderful, it has come with fast um, trials, Kind of like, okay, I, I was waiting for you to grow up and like be ready for this because we were doing music like competitively. Gabriel is a producer that has produced for the biggest artists out there. And when you are in the music industry or in the film industry or whatever artist industry you're in, you want to be the best. And I wanted to be the best and I wanted to beat the best. And that's what makes you the best. That's how you make the most money. But when my goal was to make money and to be the best, Then my spirituality took a second seat. And when the moment that we refocused our energy in that moment of like, no, let's just step away from this. Let's focus on our family. And I really started focusing on my spirituality. Gabriel started focusing on the home. All these blessings started happening. And now it didn't come without trials. It, they did, but it, wouldn't, it was making our family stronger. And so, yes, everything we've gone through has been a manifestation of Heavenly Father's love for us and also now looking back is that he was extremely patient with us being just like bratty kids wanting to do it our way. Thank you for that, uh, that story and telling us that information. I think it's a testament or testimony to the power that God has uh, to work in mysterious ways, you know, and I feel that he most definitely blessed you, Gabriel, in a time of need and brought you to Adasa, uh, you needed it. That is synergy. Yeah, yeah. That, and the synergy. Honestly, I think there is three parts when it comes to, you know, a couple for synergy. Definitely the the power comes from God, you know? Mm -hmm. And if we can understand that and have the humility to understand that it all comes from Him, every breath that we take. Now, when you have that force, but then when you and your wife get together and then push together, we always say that the two plus two is no, six. One plus, or, yeah, two plus two equals six. One plus one equals four. It yeah. all multiplies differently. It multiplies adds, differently because different. it just it, it, the, it's better than the sum of its parts, you know? And, and, and it is because there is an extra force that is operating there. But in order to, to have those blessings, you know, you need to be able to withstand the trial parts and, and to trust him that his view is long, you know, and, and that's very um, annoying because God sees so far and for us time is so short, you know. So then we just think one month is a long time to wait, you know, a year. Oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. but in reality, he sees just way ahead. Like in my case for that album, it was like, 15, 20 years later, you understand, I have already completely forgotten that as the biggest failure of my life. And yet it was the biggest success of, of my life. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to be able to wait for God to give us his blessing on his time. Andasa, before Kanto, before confirming that role, you got really sick. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, I had had an amazing audition. Gabriel was the one manning the station on that moment. Um, 
It was so incredible to be there with the directors and be able to show them my family. And I had been feeling a little queasy. I just thought I was pregnant again. I was like, here comes the again, Amazon the rap track. That you did oh, yeah. The, so, so, so. So this is what it feels like to match with. With someone at your level, what the hell is a catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's been freckled with a key and a kite. You see it, right? So I did that Hamilton one. That was my audition piece. And then um, and that day, I just brought it all. And the next day, I was like, Gabriel, I want to go to the hospital real quick. I'm going to get a blood test because it had happened. And I was like, oh, this is A-babies. <laughs> he was already thinking about the cars. Oh, no. I really, I went into myself and I go, oh, well, that takes care of this car because we only got seven seater. That's it. Well, that's for the bucket seats. Um, and uh, and so I went to the hospital. I said, ah, you stay home with the kids. Work, You know, he was working on breakfast for all the kiddos. And I'm, I drove myself, and yeah, within an hour of being there, I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk, I couldn't move. And that paralysis was a, a challenging experience, but I also noticed it was one of the fastest, tender mercies that the Heavenly Father gave me because I grew quickly. I feel like what I needed to learn was so quickly done, and I'm grateful to have survived it, but I know now what I didn't know then, number one, is I will stand as a witness of God at all times and all things and all places. Two, saying no to an opportunity of money is a yes to something else. And for me, my time with my family is priceless and my conviction and my principles have, no, they're not for sale. And when you get into this industry, everything is for sale. Like you'll sell anything. And which that's what you hear a lot. You know, you hear a lot of the actresses that are like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm glad I had that abortion because now I'm an actress. And in reality, it doesn't take that. You know, the world makes you believe that you need to sacrifice what is most important to you so you can have the money and the prestige and all of that. I'm here to tell you, I had my kid, my first kid, I had it at 18 and I still went along and I did my career and it was difficult. But then I also had the opportunity to take a step back and just focus on my family, Gabriel being the provider. And then he still said, okay, there's still something else that you can do. And so now I get to enjoy it with all of my kids. And yes, that's why they range from 26 to three <laughs> because we got to live life a little bit backwards. But um, yeah, I got extremely sick and and I thought I was going to die. I wrote my will. I I mean, my husband, he was my biggest rock because I really felt like I was useless. I felt like there was no point on me even being alive if all ever I was was a head in a bed and occasionally would walk. Um, and it was a tough, tough moment. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about your side of the experience. Uh, a scary moment. Well, basically, after she did the big rap and all that stuff and um. And then she was just flying. I told her, oh, you're going to get this part for sure. I mean, she's totally I didn't it. believe it. I was like, nah. The, the next day, she she, uh, she told me about the, she was dizzy, and I go, oh, yeah, baby, for sure. And I stayed with the kids, you know, getting the food and all that kind of stuff, getting them ready for school, took them to school. And I came back, and I, she did not call me. And then I get a call from her, and she was like this. Just, just like that. I'm imitating you exactly. You understand? She's a fast rapper. She can talk mm -hmm. all right so she couldn't put two sentences together and i go what is going on and she told me then she had to text me text me i'm dying and so please come to the hospital and i'm like what is going on i went to the hospital they didn't know it was a big big problem with covid they gave her some medicine i don't know what the reaction to COVID. Did, yeah it was we it we was. went to second opinions <clears throat> and then at the end a neurologist came after <clears throat> after we went to vanderbilt and then they were like with covid there's so many unknowns 
we can just run a spinal tap. We can give you some medicine, but you know, we don't know if or when it's going to pass. And during the time that I was just trying to, she I guess, to waiting for die death. At home. Yeah. And, and they were nice enough to allow it. Yeah, they let me go home. They it let it me go was home. my president of the elders' quorum, and, and me were driving her home. And and we went home, and I gave her a blessing, and and um, I she wanted to go to the the tab. She went to the tab. I was just relaxing, and suddenly I needed, I thought, what was something going on? And I just And in the other her. side, I she was, was like, drowning I was in drowning the, in the tub because, because couldn't move. I couldn't move, and my and whole body was, was underwater, and it kept, the water kept rising. But when I would get that paralysis, I couldn't even speak. And, and I was just praying. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to die here. Nobody's going to know. And he just, I don't know, the spirit talked to him when he was I in bed. I just ran and I took her out and just talked to her. And um, I, she was really concerned that she was just not going to be able to be of any benefits. So sort of like, she's just so, man, she is a hardworking person. And I told her, no, I, I don't care. You know, if, that, if you're just going to be laying there, that's what you're going to do. That, that's what's, that's what's going to be. And uh, about a couple of weeks later, uh, Alasa was like, she had her hair in my knees and I was just kind of caressing her hair to, to make her feel in peace and let go of the fear of death. And uh, I received a call and it was the... Um, Jamie Sparrow Jamie Sparrow, Roberts. but she was, she was the, the, the head... Uh, Casting, casting director. director for She's the one that cast like for Frozen and, and Ryan the Last Dragon. Um, yeah. She cast pretty for big, this film. Pretty big person. Yeah. A very awesome person, by the way. Anyway, she so she said, congratulations, you got the movie. And I'm like, oh, boy. You know, I'm thinking, yep, now. You know, so I just kind of muted it. And then I went to Adasa and I said, baby, you can't take it. I said, you know, you can barely speak. I mean, and you got to understand, she has quite a voice. You know, she mm-hmm. sings super high and powerful and all that stuff. She had like two notes now. That's it. She can barely speak any notes at all whatsoever. So Adasa. Uh, I told him. You call him if I'm dead. I'm taking this, and yeah, he words. kept it rolling. So yeah, it was, it was an amazing mir- miracle. To few weeks later, after that, after training like Rocky, but super slow, to be able to have my full, you know, capacity of being able to record for those those minutes, and and that's where what you hear in that recording. Um, both of you have been such large supports for each other throughout all of this, and you keep talking about how much family is a priority for you. Um, you mentioned that there's kind of a point where, where that changed, where you kind of changed your lifestyle and started prioritizing your family. Was there kind of like a certain like call to action or a moment that really changed your perspective? I don't think it was like a shock um, it was gradual. It wasn't me. It was, <laughs> it was all her. As I said, I, when we were talking before this, I was like that, Adam. I was just chilling, man. I mean, life was good. Um, I, we had one daughter, and I thought we did our job. Yeah. Because in that time, yeah. <laughs> so together, yeah, we had that one, just the one kid. So together we but have six, we, and we in total we have seven. We just on selfish endeavors, you know. Yeah, it's because when you're selfishly focused, you have a myopic view of what your potential actually is. And that's when... Everything makes a difference. If you truly believe that Heavenly Father loves you and wants the benefit for you of everything, and he's not trying to change you. That's the thing that a lot of people think is, just, well, I have to fit this certain box. I have to be this certain thing. No. He sees who you are. He sees your potential. He sees what you can be great at. You, he sees how joyful you could be if you only did these things. And so... In the moment that I stopped chasing what I thought I needed to do and be and say to fit what I thought I could be, and I started focusing on, you know what? I think I want to know what you think I can be. 
what you think my full potential actually is. And he has shown it to not just Gabriel but and to me, but like to our whole entire family. I have noticed how strong our kids really are, how resilient they are. I've noticed that I didn't have to try as hard. Um, and, and just being who I am is good enough. And then he has multiplied the blessings of my gifts in ways that I never could have even considered it was possible. Well, you know, for me, <clears throat> it was all of us. Because the truth is that, you know, I, I went to a mission. I was assistant to the president by the 10th month. And um, I was assistant twice in my mission. And I had all these records and blah, blah, blah. Um, a little over 400 per people that I baptized. And, and I, I got out of my mission with all these accomplishments. You've not seen my little quotes, but I'm He's doing I'm the making finger quotes. The, the, my quotes. accomplishments. Yes. And um, I did not understand that I have acquired a whole lot of vanity about it. You know, I have not—I have not really even noticed that now I felt deserving, um, entitled to certain blessings from God and stuff like that. And when things did not work out quite how I wanted it to work out, then I started rebelling. And then at one point, I felt like I can never quite be the guy I'm supposed to be. And uh, Satan's got all kinds of ways to tell you that you're worthless, you know. And and so I became very—I'll go to church, you know, but I just listen, you know, and just be there, but. And that would be it. And Adasa was not a convert. So actually, um, she will always, she was always very like asking questions and everything. And I would answer, but, you know, I was like, you know, we're, we're over here chilling. We don't need to be busy getting all the callings and all that stuff. They get you busy in that church. You know, so, <laughs> like, man, they occupy your time. So I, I didn't want to get into that because I knew better. But she was just like, you know, no, she was so into it. And honestly, she um, got converted, I think, by the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Uh, she's a quite a funny story because she was in the toilet. When she got yeah, because I got baptized <laughs> and everything. <laughs> but I was in the, yeah, in the bathroom. You know what day her birthday, her baptism was? On, the, on uh, October 31st. It was Halloween. It was the only it was day. Halloween. It was the only day we were not we working. We were not working. <laughs> and they go, so, well, yeah. we got that day not working. It's Halloween. Well, yeah, whatever. Well, that's, whatever. When, that's when she got baptized. Perfect day to save your soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. And honestly, my testimony has grown so much because I am the only member in my family and I am a convert to the church. And Gabriel's example, even though he was like doing it lazy and going like, hey, call on the missionaries. And if this is what you think is right for you, it was the best way for me because now that I know and I live the gospel so intensely, I'm like anything more than that, I wouldn't have been ready for at that moment in my time, you know, in my life. So now I'm being careful with my kids because sometimes I'll be like, did you hear this talk? Let me hit you with a scripture. Oh. I know it's six o'clock in the morning. Right has now. heard every talk ever known to men by now. I'm like in those like 1972 talks where like this stuff was like in real, like, you know, I'm, I love watching them. She literally does, like, she walks around the house, like, cleaning or doing this and doing that. She likes to do it herself, you know. And she always has her headphones, so she's always listening to talks and things like that. I remember before this whole thing happened, I told her, that's a baby, you're getting a little too close to the spirit. God's going to call you for something. And I'm a lazy man. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like you to stop it so we can chill and at home. Like, but it's so good. Oh, that, man, did you read this book? He's like, yes, honey, I served a mission. I taught everything in that book. And I'm like, yeah, but like right now, did you know that Courier did? this you know I yeah, was she just, was so, just so enthusiastic about it and everything and I honestly I, I was feeling more like Jonas I think you know? yeah he was like look <laughs> I know Nineveh mm, 
but yeah, no. They're going to put us to war. <laughs> you know, so, and, and honestly, it, it's what happened, but there's so much joy to be in, in the service of God, especially when you understand that uh, not to serve him by fear or by ambition. Just you know, by when, love. when you understand that you just love him, and, and honestly, a lot of it has children. Like I, when I tell my kid, you know, like just eat this food, it's good for you. But sometimes, what do they want? Either Candy. a threat. If you don't eat this food, I'm going to give you a timeout or whatever. Or, you know? Look, let's negotiate. If you eat this food, I'm going to give you that ice cream. You see, so even as parents, we try the fear. We yeah, try the ambition. ambition. You know, I'm going to give you this instead of And then we think, why can't you just do it because you love me? I mean, do you think I'll give you something that's bad for you? You know, trust me. Do this thing I'm asking you because you know I know better and I want nothing but what's good for you. But I have not grown up to that point, you know, to be able to feel that about how God will direct my life and to trust that his decisions, as scary as they could look, yeah. it will be what is ultimately best for us. And we have done and lived some scary things, but I'll tell you, we are so much better for it. And like our eyes have been opened um, and we're so excited for whatever the Lord has fit for us to learn from now. Adessa, you touched on it before, but I'd love to know from both of you, how important is it to incorporate your principles in every decision that you make in life? I think that the most important part is because it is representative of what you believe. Because, you know, I know a lot of people are just like, well, don't judge a person by its cover, but the cover says a lot. You know, if you saw a whole bunch of gargoyles in the cover of a book— like, you know, that's not like a comedy unless it's a really dark one, <laughs> you know. So the cover does say something. So I noticed that as I align myself more to the gospel, I didn't it wasn't even a hard decision to live and start changing even the way that I was dressing and everything. I was just like, I want to be hip and whatever, but there's other ways to be hip. I can still wear colorful things. I can still wear things. And yet I can still have the things that I want on and not have to compromise that now sometimes for work like yeah like if i'm doing something with disney and they have a certain wardrobe that they have available for me i pick the best that i can with what i am given and so that's part of the job so i was like okay yeah, you will see some pictures where you know <laughs> like strapless dresses or something and i'm like this well. is a big you channel isn't it <laughs> so yeah. we, we can mention a carmen yeah. yeah so like the very first time when she had when she won they won the oscars in, in the movie and I was there with her, and we were trying to choose the dress. And oh something that people don't know, but I usually choose all her dresses. Because I can't dress myself, <laughs> y'all. Oh. So I, 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 I love he's it. He's so good. He's so fashion forward. He's so awesome. Like, he can pick everything. My closet is awesome because of him. <laughs> so she, she actually likes to have me. I love and it. I look, she's like my little doll. She's so cute. And like to wear the stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I was totally just looking for a dress list. for her for the Oscars. Let me tell you, it was hard. Yeah. Because I wanted to find a dress that she could wear her garments with. And I literally looked for weeks and I couldn't find anything that will fit the character, fit cheese, you know, and, and be something that she should work in the red carpet. I, I could not find it. So then we finally find this one dress and it had a little bit of sleeves Sleeve. over here. Oh, yeah, that was for yeah. the premiere. Yeah. For the premiere. And, and then I thought, I think this is going to do it. And then she put it on. Nothing shows, whatever. So she goes to the, you can see this in, in internet, but then it, when they flashed it. Yeah, you can, you can see, see tiny bit. The, the, the thing, and we're like, oh, and then Don't we had all it. these comments. Oh, she's showing her religion, you know, <laughs> right here. And I, like, man, we couldn't help it. But so we kind of have to make some changes yeah. as far as what we can wear in public, what she can wear in public. Yeah, but I've noticed that it's an easy choice once you know who you are. And no matter what anybody else says, 
you don't bend because you're not trying to make them happy. You know, at the end of the day, I just give account to the Lord of what I'm doing. John 17, 21 says that all of them may be one as <laughs> you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. What has that verse meant to you in your life? Oh, that sounds like one of the nuggets I put on our album. <laughs> you did. You picked up on that. Yeah, you we said put little hidden, Have you noticed in the pictures, every picture of her songs, he's a, he's a scripture hidden that scripture. is hidden somewhere in the picture. Well, for us, it was very it, it really signifies what our point was when we did this album, um, In Jesus We Are One. Because Gabriel and I have struggled on different fronts in regards to religion. Um, for him... It was like coming off of that vanity train of serving a mission and having that. And for me, it was feeling completely unworthy because I've lived this life where I've made decisions that didn't align with my principles in regards to what I was wearing. Like Gabriel and I have always been a team on this. But, you know, when you're chasing after what the world thinks that is what's in, then, you you know, things get tighter and more see-through and this and that. And, and my lyrics were a little racy. And so... When it came time to making a new album after the release of this film, at first we started working on an album, had it completely done, and then we decided, you know what, I told him, I feel like we need to just be thankful to Heavenly Father for saving our lives and just give a a Christian album that is just in thanks. But then he had a friend, and in this friend told us, uh, yeah, well, Mormons aren't Christian. I'm like, we're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Let's use the full name. <laughs> and and he, yeah, he started telling Gabriel that. And so you, Gabriel was like, you know what? We really need to like embrace it. And, we're and he's a charismatic, very you know, type charismatic of Christian. Christian. And, uh, and, and he was like, you are not actually, you know, believers in Jesus. And in fact, all of your songs said you didn't say Jesus once. In the original, when we started working on it. Yeah. And because we always said the Lord or, you know, or Heavenly Father, all kinds of things, but never said Jesus. And I go, oh, really? I said, well, we make sure. If you listen to our album, there's a whole lot of Jesus in it. And we're because, not using it as that religious and, and, and the, idea, the name in Jesus, we are one. You know, so that scripture, what it means that's to me that we base the whole album is that when we made this album in Jesus, we are one. And Desert Book, I'm so grateful for them to also amplify our message is that Regardless of what religion you are, I, I have my family still Seventh-day Adventist. We can sit down, we can worship, we can, if we can agree on just Jesus is our savior, God loves us, that's a place to start. And so I feel like that scripture can bring us all together and it doesn't matter if we are from this particular church or that particular church, but if we can just believe that God is real and him and Jesus are one, then we can all be one under that thought. We can be a strength. We can be under one flag saying we love God, we love Jesus, and we can have so much more strength because of that. So there's two fronts and two levels about that particular scripture, you know. Um, and it is us with everybody else who believes in God and in Christ and, and all that um, in a different level. And it is also us, all of us as members of the church to yeah. actually be more united, help each other. You ask a, a question, and I don't remember what's in the recording or after recording. But I would like to repeat it. You said, what was the best part of like coming here, you know, to BYU? Mm -hmm. And and for me personally, it was what we just did. Yeah, BYU, Idaho, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah, because we were there and we talked to all the young people who want to come into the music business and be able to have a true one-on-one -on -one situation that we had and how we talked to them. And that was the most wonderful thing because we get to help other people to be part of the force that we're trying to be in the world, to unite us all and our love for Jesus Christ and, and the principles that he has taught us. Because you can do uh, the music business. You really can do it. 
as long as you know who you are, then you know what opportunities to say yes to and to say no to. But you can actually be successful. You can make a living. It is true. All right. Can we hit you guys with some rapid fire questions? Rapid fire. Dale. Whatever's on your head, uh, just give it to us. <laughs> so what are some traditions your family likes to do around Christmas? We set up the Christmas tree watching the the Grinch. <laughs> oh, I love it. Every it's Christmas. So Every Christmas. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, come all ye faithful. How about you, Bobby? Ah, for me, it's um. Oh man, that's a very tough one to to <laughs> say to say rapid. But I I really like what Adasa just did. <laughs> I don't know if oh, you the Carol of the, the Christ. Yeah, the, she did this. Um, it's called the Carol of the, of the Christ. Kind of mixes these two songs. But the last song, what, what was what? Did, what are you doing in the Come on, fall on your knees. That is my favorite part. Yeah. When it says fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Holy night. That is my favorite. When it yes. says fall on your knees and feel. Oh, that is. Beautiful. Every time I hear it, just shakes my whole being. I would love it if you can hear it, not just because I'm promoting now, and please, yeah. I'm not. Please listen to it because this is one thing that we're kind of going through right now. This album is, we feel so empowered. So it's very like, yeah, loud. it's in your face. It's loud. It's in your face. And we always feel like everybody in, you know, feels like, oh, it should be a, a soft voice. There is no soft voice in this one, guys. No. And, and if you Sorry. listen to this song, she, oh, you're going to sing it uh, this yeah, Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, come to the. Come to the concert. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. Just going to let it all December hang out 2nd. right there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite dessert, holiday or non-holiday? Oh, dessert. I love cheesecake. Non-holiday. <laughs> My very, very own birthday to me. <laughs> I used to be a lover of cake. Now I cannot have cake anymore. I got a gluten intolerance. But uh, yeah, non-birthdays. And um, pastel de guayaba. Ooh, rico. <laughs> Awesome. What are your guys' top three Christmas movies? I would say Elf. <laughs> I love yeah. Elf. Um, uh, there's, I actually love watching talks and from Christmas talks from the church, and I always choose a new oh, that's one. That's every day. I, that, okay, <laughs> every day is Christmas. Um, and yeah, The Grinch. I love The Grinch. So yeah, those are my. That really is my favorite movie. The Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> Santa. Call me Elf. I think you. Yeah. One well, the thing time. is, we like to watch movies the same all, all the time. We do like repeat the same movie over yeah. and over. And, yeah, we always watch those two. <laughs> well, thank you. That, that's all the rapid fire questions we have. Let's talk more about the Christmas concert we have on December second. Uh, what are some pros and cons of working on a large production like this? Uh, like the Christmas concert coming up, like you, I, I, as far as I know, there's going to be all of the BYU Idaho co uh, choirs. You got the orchestra, we got dancers. What is a production like that? Uh, you know, I've never seen it. <laughs> I know. I would say the only con would be that it's not like a whole week that we get to do it, <laughs> just one night. So please do come. I wish we could do it for more. I had a sneak peek of what they're doing on stage. It's absolutely phenomenal. It I is think huge. it's yeah, it's huge. You guys, you guys it's have probably, to come. It, it might be bigger than than the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it's bigger than a uh, bigger production than the Hollywood Bowl. And there was a lot. There was like fifty dancers there. But like, yeah, it's bigger than the Hollywood. Bowl. 
Bowl production. Okay. Yeah, I would say. But, yeah, there's I more because they have Hollywood, choir. The second one, because that, you did the second one. The yeah. first concert in the Hollywood was yeah. pretty large. But this one is spectacular. Um, just working with an incredible cast of people that are so talented and so, so hungry. Um, the biggest thing that sometimes as we are in the music industry is that we miss the hunger in people's eyes. You know, because you just do it so much. And so to be around people that are humble and hungry and then bring everything they are. But I will have to say, starting with a prayer on shows makes a huge difference. Just like when everybody's like, let's gather around before we begin. Let's start with a prayer. I'm like, yes. Yeah, when we went with the Tower, Tabernacle Choir to Mexico, uh, our ward was the Tabernacle Choir. Oh, so yeah. cool. All right, so, Coolest so, ward ever. So when you are, like, you know, singing for sacrament or whatever, you're in the middle of the Tabernacle Choir. Oh, so beautiful. So, uh, it's, so it's, it's beautiful to be amongst a lot of people who believe in the Lord, you know, and who are putting their true passion and talent into doing it. Yeah. Uh, so the album you just released... Mm -hmm. This is the first one with Shadow Mountain Records. Yeah. Can you tell me really quickly how you got connected with them? <laughs> All right. So we were doing Roots Tech um, by Family Search, and they actually helped me find my family. And it was beautiful because I only had just a, a couple of people from my mom's side and one person on my dad's. And they asked me to sing. And then Jonathan Wong, who wrote the song Uniting, um, I just thought, I can't believe there's people that get to make a living writing good stuff. And I'm like, why don't we try to do that? Because that's when we were kind of like debating doing a good album. And I call it good because it's just all the songs are uplifting. Regular market. Yeah, just regular reggaeton and, you know, the hip hop, R&B stuff. And so when I sang that song, I like I literally cried with these lyrics. And and so we called Christopher Meek, who's part of our um, our team, and we're like, look, we really want to do like a Christian album. And we're starting to write some ideas down. And so I was touring and my husband was touring. And then we met at Roostech. And then uh, Chris had us, uh, had Bart Olson come to see us backstage. And then I was like, okay, he heard a couple songs we had on the rough. Gabriel had his headphones with him. And then I was like, look, there's this one song. And I wrote it in the bathroom. We don't have a beat for it or like like an actual thing to show you, but I can tell you right now. And I and I just wrapped in, I'm feeling joy. I'm shouting hallelujah. Joy is what's all coming true. Yeah, I've been cold. Cold. I've been cold. I'm on a mission. And we, I just sang it live. And he was like. I was doing the beat in the back. I was yeah, just beat clap. I'm not great at making plans. Afraid to take a stand. But you still think I can. I'm like, picture it, picture it. Go out and do some good. And preach the word of truth. By the power of your hands. <laughs> you magnify and I was like, now here is this big choir that we know for Nigeria and it's going to go whoa <laughs> I am serious that's exactly what we were doing right behind and, 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 and there was one of the apostles literally yeah. waiting like because they were going to say oh thank congratulations you did a good job and we're yeah, just going to show for a bar and, and I was like and he was like he just looks at us and he has this way of like when he's a little uncomfortable to tell you something you don't really want to hear kind of twists his mouth and he goes hmm if we wanted it out this year, I would have to have it like in the next like four weeks. And we're like, oh, we could do that. And he was like, what? Well, yeah. All right. We went and knocked out the whole album. The whole in two album, weeks. two weeks, and we turned it in. And that's how. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. But it was so fresh in our soul what we yeah. really wanted to do and say that all we have to do is basically cancel all our commitments and just went in there and just pray and, 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 yeah. and be, be sincere. Yeah. So this is not a typical album. Honestly, if you hear it, it's just not. Because it's, it's basically very sincere and it admits fault. Yeah. Like you hear a lot of songs that are about, you know, how great he is and all that kind of stuff. But this is all about, it's more about how low I know I am and how much I need you for me to be able to become who I need to become. And and we were so full of that desire and passion to make that change in our lives, to abandon actually the regular, you know, world that we've been living in. And it's because sometimes we don't accept the atonement, even though we feel like Heavenly Father has forgiven us. We don't really internalize the atonement. And with this album, I was like, I was really felt like I accept that you have forgiven me. That is a big deal that somebody You're says. You're singing Almighty God to yeah. me, are you? Um, not sure. But, you know, I definitely will tell you, feeling that you are forgiven will give you so much healing. And not just knowing, okay, I did it. I'm not going to do this again. But knowing that you are forgiven and that you can you can be good. You can do things. And then you can share your testimony of, look, I've been there. I stepped on that poo. It's going to stink your foot. But you won't go step in it. Don't say I didn't tell you. Well, Gabe has the last question for you guys. Oh. Yeah, okay. so as we're wrapping up, I just wanted to ask you what, what you hope those in attendance at the concert will take away from it. Because I think this is going to be a marvelous concert. Thank you. I think that I would love for you to take away knowing that Heavenly Father loves you, that we are not perfect, but we are here to become perfected through him. And we're here on earth to learn and learning hurts, but that's where the growth comes from as well. So don't feel like if you've made a bad choice his atoning grace isn't for you because it is. And anything that tells you differently doesn't come from him. So just go out of there with hope, knowing that Christ has given his life for us and that we can enjoy that moment of knowing that that is a truth and come enjoy the talents of so many people on those stages that have been working tirelessly to give y'all a show. So please come out and enjoy of what BYUI has to offer in regards to an incredible show, incredible production, and incredible talents. To me, it's I hope that people can feel the love and passion that there is of everybody in stage for our Lord Jesus Christ. Because I know, um, some, I'm going to tell you something, I don't know about what I wanted to say, but I'm going to say it. So that's actually, um, there's something happened about three, four days ago, and uh, she Again, I thought it was going to come back this whole situation and her whole throat completely closed up, completely, yeah. completely. And I was, she couldn't breathe. And, and we were thinking, oh, my goodness, we have to go to Idaho. We just need to do this. What are we going to do? We're praying about it. We didn't know what to do. And we just go, if we go to a doctor, what if they have? you have to have an intervention? It was that complicated for us to come. And honestly, every time that we want to do something that is truly important Man, us, there's a roadblock. Something block. happens. Dang you know? it. It's and, like a wall. And, and Adasa was just really, really swollen. Oh, her esophagus. Oh, but I was like, I'm not going to miss church. We're going to go to church. And we I was like, oh, baby, church. I don't know, man. She can barely breathe. <laughs> this was Sunday. You know? <laughs> and it, it was Sunday. We needed to go to church. So we went, and there's this person that we have invited to church that showed up. And so it, it, it turned out to be a very, very great day. But as we were there, considering if she was going to go to America, Emergency or not, this is Sunday. 
this is like this Sunday. And I was, I told Alasa, um, I don't know what to do. And I was in my preschool class and I was talking to one of the brothers in my class and I said, man, I'm really concerned. I think I need to take Alasa to the hospital right now. And we're concerned. We need to go to BYU. Alasa really wants to do this. We cannot change her mind. What are we going to do? And, and she can barely speak, breathe, anything. And then he said, I don't know. Sometimes I have a problem like that. And I take um, Claritin D. Yeah, Claritin D. Claritin D. And I got one in my pocket. <laughs> Literally a a pill. Like I'm telling you, that's exactly exactly what happened. And I got it's, it's actually the strong doses of it. I said because I have a very bad allergy yeah, that's problem. What he told us. It says, what if it's an allergy? And, said, and I was like, and I had an interview with the bishop, like like right there. And I go, I got out and I told Adasa, baby, we need to wait. I feel you should take this. I got, I don't doctor. I don't want to Sorry. tell me. I don't know. Not what saying to do, that to take. But I say, thanks for strangers, people. But, but I'm but just saying. It was it was just space. one little one, and I, I gave it to her. Oh man! And, and she started feeling so much better. But what I want to say is this: I I, I know you're gonna totally kill, but somehow her voice is coming back, and I'm feeling really good. I'm very optimistic, you know. But I will tell you something. I know Adasa is going to give all her heart and soul to doing it. She'd rather drop dead in the stage than I do it. And that's just the person that she is. So what I hope that people get out of this is that passion. Because it's not about the high notes. It's not about the, uh, look at how good she can move or how cute she looks. In that. It's just not at all about any of that. It's only about all of us got together that night to express our love for God. And I hope that people can feel, not just from Adasa, but from everybody who is there, that that's what we're there to do. We are there to celebrate that Jesus was born. And that thanks to that, we have the opportunity to repent. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming in. We know Thank you're you. busy. It's one thing to net, especially with the show coming up. And personally, I have felt the spirit come in this room. And I really thank you guys for allowing that to happen. Thank you for having us.